welcome to the Still Worthy Podcast, the safe and empowering haven for people like you and me, single, child-free women looking to embrace our unique path, celebrate our freedom and independence, and live our best, happiest, most fearless, fulfilling, and kick-ass life. I'm your host and sister friend, Sanja Lioness Mackey, here to guide you on this incredible journey that redefines womanhood and acknowledges your worth, irrespective of your marital and family status. Let's get this party started. Hey, girl, welcome to another episode of Still Worthy. This is our time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of being single and child-free. And let's face it, at times there is some ugly. I mean, that is life, right? And in fact, I'm going to talk about one of those uglier sides of being a single woman today. But before I do, I want to close out a story that I told you in the last episode, episode 10, The Power of Choice. In that episode, I shared with you a story about a Tony Robbins conference that I attended in Los Angeles several years ago and a woman in the audience who was called up to the stage and she talked to Tony about the abuse and trauma-filled life that she had lived since childhood. Now, I won't go into the whole story here today. You need to go back and listen to episode 10 to get all of that. But I did want to cycle back to that episode and let you know that there was a happy ending to that woman's story. She came back up later in the conference and she was like a completely different person. She was smiling, she was laughing, and she had a positive spirit and demeanor as she gave Tony the after part of her life as opposed to the before part of her life that she had shared with all of us in the audience previously. Now, I'm using one thing and one thing only to draw the line between the before and after parts of her life. And that line is the question that Tony asked her, how long are you going to keep telling that same sad story? When she came up the second time, when her spirit and demeanor had done a complete 180, she proceeded to tell us how she divorced her abusive husband, how she turned her pain into purpose and became certified as a divorce counselor for women, and how she had found herself, her true identity as an individual, and was now enjoying living life solo as a divorced woman now that her children were grown and out of the house. Now, obviously, these were all changes that took place prior to the conference. So we're learning, you know, we learned the entirety of her story at the conference. But Tony used her entire story as an example, as a physical illustration, if you will, of that question. How long are you going to keep telling the same sad story in life? The woman standing before us the second time was happy. She was filled with hope and purpose. But I promise you, I promise you that transformation only came about from her choice to not let the abuse and trauma of her life be the sole message of her life. It came about because of her choice to write new chapters in her life, chapters of joy, peace, purpose, and fulfillment. It came about because of her choice to write a different story. Maybe not the one she envisioned, But who's to say that a different story can't be a better story? Okay, so if you listen to episode 10, what I've said here will make sense to you in the context of that episode. But I did want to cycle back to that story and let you know that there was a happy ending for that woman. All right, now let's get on with today's topic. Here's what we're not doing. 
hiding our success. Okay, that's, that's a good topic, right? Okay, many years ago, I purchased what was my dream car at the time, a Cadillac Escalade SUV. It was black on the inside and it was pearlescent white on the outside. You know, they called that color white diamond. And I love that car. I mean, I think I love that car more than I have loved any man in my life. Okay. The day I picked it up from the dealership, I happened to have had an appointment at the weight loss clinic that I belonged to at the time. And I would check in weekly to review my diet plan, you know, get my weight checked, alert them to any physical concerns or issues, you know, all that sort of thing. Now, I had been going there a while, and so I had become friendly with several of the people who worked there, including the receptionist. On the day that I got my car, I arrived at the clinic and I chit-chatted with the receptionist a bit as I was waiting to go in the back. And I was letting her know the reason that I was happy that day because I had just picked up my new car. And she wanted to see it, so we went to the door. And she took one look and said in a very matter-of-fact tone, you'll never get married now. Because men don't marry women who can buy themselves cars like that. I was speechless. Like, girl, what are you even saying here? That I'm supposed to drive a hoopty, (laughs) as we used to call it when I was in school, so I can improve my chances of getting married? I'm supposed to look like I'm doing worse financially than I actually am, just so a man would be more likely to date and marry me? Now, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to question her because or to have further conversation about that because the nurse called me to go in the back. But even when I returned to the lobby area and on subsequent visits, you know, I never really followed up with her about that. I never asked her about the meaning behind her statement because I didn't really need to. What she said proved that she and I were not the same. Like we do not believe the same things. Plus, it was just an annoying and irritating point of view. And many of us have heard that type of old fashioned rhetoric before, right? Typically from quote unquote, well-meaning older women in our lives from a different generation. Mothers, grandmothers, aunts, older cousins and sisters telling us to tone down our intelligence, to tone down our knowledge, to tone down our capabilities, to tone down our experiences, etc., etc. In every way, tone down who we are so that a man might feel better about who he is, about what he brings to the table. So he might choose us to date and or marry. Why? Because then we'd be less threatening. So then what happens? Do we continue to tone ourselves down throughout the entire relationship or marriage? I mean, where does it end for you to tone yourself down and be less than who you are for the sake of a man's comfort? Girl, please, please get the F out of here with that BS. And sidebar here, I will be coming back to this, quote, tone yourself down messaging because that's exactly what I was told to do in formal corporate performance reviews. But that's another episode. But I will be coming back to that. So I posted this whole scenario of what the receptionist at the weight loss clinic had said about my new Escalade on Facebook several weeks ago. Something reminded me of that story. And I wanted to know if anything had changed in terms of women's perceptions of that particular situation from years ago when it actually happened versus now in the year 2023. 
Several women responded to my post, expressing that concerns about what men might think have driven them to make similar choices. In other words, not much has changed. One said that her mother told her the same thing about buying a house, that no man would want you if you can buy your own house because you would have started a home that a man can't build with you. Sidebar, that same woman said that her mother also told her, you don't go to college to get an education. You go to college to get a husband. Continuing on, one woman said, that she decided against buying a house and instead bought a condo because she was concerned about what men might think of her ability to buy her own self a house. Yet another woman, a seven-figure entrepreneur, commented that she was always hesitant about inviting new dating prospects to her house, the dream house that she had built, because she was afraid of what they might think. So visiting her at her home for the first time was something that she tended to delay as long as possible. She went on to say that she was getting ready to buy a new Range Rover, but that she was going to keep her nine-year-old car and drive that car on dates, especially on first dates. Again, because she was afraid that the guy would be intimidated and any potential relationship would die before it even started because he would feel some kind of way about her driving a Range Rover. Similar to the woman telling me that men don't marry women who can buy themselves cars like that. Only this was a woman telling it to her own self. Whew. Okay. These responses really made me wonder, how many times have you delayed, denied, or downplayed your own dreams because of what some man might think? Because it might, quote unquote, hurt your chances of getting chosen and getting married. Because I don't know if you realize it or not, girl, but it's a huge thing to renege on your own dreams on the off chance that a man who isn't even in the picture yet might have a problem with it. And that is the crazy part right there, that it's typically a guy who is in your future. He's not in your current life. He's not even here yet. He may never be here. And yet here you are making concessions for him. Girl, make it make sense now. Make it make sense. So last week in one of the Facebook groups for women that I'm in, a woman made a post saying, don't get involved with a man that you make more money than because he will never be okay with that. He'll be intimidated by it and he'll take it out on you in negative, often toxic ways. There were literally hundreds of comments on that post with 80 to 90% of the women agreeing with what the op said. So I took the post and I reshared the comment from the op on my personal page, along with some of the responses from the women. And I wanted to see what my Facebook friend said. Now, most of the women commenting agreed with it. Some didn't, but most did. However, none of the men agreed with it. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, right? They all chalked up, you know, this whole conversation, they chalked it up to a woman's inability to select quality men because according to them, men just aren't like that. So let me recycle back to Ms. Range Rover, who also responded on this second thread that I posted. 
And she wondered if it was just her own limiting beliefs that were causing her to attract and select the wrong men who were incapable of supporting her success and her accomplishments. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I told her, which is the same for you. It goes for you too, sis. I told her, I said, hold on, Missy. Okay. Like that's not her name, Missy, but you know, I, I tell you, that's what, that's what we call it. That's what my mom used to call me when she needed to get her point across. So that's what I said to my friend. I said, hold on, Missy. You hold on right there. Don't you dare let people make you think that you are the problem, that you're operating on a low vibrational level, that you choose low quality men that you don't have a high sense of self-worth and self-esteem. I said, all of that is utter bull-ish. It is utter bull-ish. And don't you believe it? Don't you fall for it? Now, I said, are all men like this? No, they aren't. There are many men who are proud of their woman's success and accomplishments that welcome a salary that is higher than theirs. Hey, that's more for the household, right? But there are many men who can't handle it and they exist in large quantities. The issue is real. And don't you let anyone make you think it's just in your head or a fabrication of your own limiting beliefs or your inability to select quality men. In the patriarchal society that we live in, men are taught to be providers. They're rewarded for being providers. So if a woman can provide for herself, even better than he can and doesn't need him for that specific reason, it absolutely is going to leave many men feeling threatened and expressing their discontent in potentially negative and toxic ways. Like it's real. The issue is real. But let me tell you what I did tell her, where I did see that she was doing herself a disservice and where you yourself may be doing yourself a disservice. I told her, you driving a nine-year-old car to a first date just to make a man think you're not as well off as you actually are, that is low vibrational behavior and a symptom of your own limiting beliefs. I said, what happens when you decide to roll out the Range Rover? Are you going to keep it locked in the garage or over at a friend's house? Are you only going to bring it out and drive it when your man is out of town or something? Like, how's that going to (laughs) work? You know? She said that she responded that she hates, that she feels she has to do this. And I said, but you don't have to do this. If a first date or any other date for that matter cannot handle the fact that you drive a Range Rover, what have you really lost? Seriously, what have you lost? Was that someone you would have wanted anyway if he's making negative judgments about you on the first date based solely on the type of car you drive? What happens when he goes to your house? I told her, you know, what happens when he goes to your house and sees the dream home that you built? What happens when he finds out that you pay for 10 of your employees to go on a five day international leisure trip every year, which is something that she does in her business? Look, sis, this is what you need to realize. How you start a relationship is how it will continue. Let me say that again. How you start a relationship is how it will continue. And if you have to hide all of these things in the beginning, you're starting off with a fabricated facade where you are hiding huge aspects of yourself and your life. 
And of course, he's going to be upset when he finds out later. And he will find out later because you cannot hide who you are indefinitely. And he's going to be upset when he finds out that he's been getting to know a woman who doesn't even exist. You are not going to win by putting up a less accomplished facade to try to attract men because they'll only feel lied to, duped when you show them what's behind the facade. Or the alternative is that you have to go on living the facade for the duration of the relationship, which is totally ludicrous, not to mention impossible. No scenario is a win in my book. Don't do it. Just do not do it. Our education, our accomplishments, even the toys that we reward ourselves with, like a luxury car or a vacation home, they are absolutely not a flex to lord over men in relationships and marriages, but nor are they things that we should hide or be ashamed of. There are some things that are so integral to who we are as individuals that for a man to be against them in any way, it's an automatic no-go. It's a deal breaker as far as I'm concerned. Not being supportive and proud of your hard-earned education and your hard-won accomplishments, not being happy for you when you're able to make dreams come true, like the dream of buying your dream car or dream home. Nah, sis, if he can't encourage and support your success, if he's not your number one cheerleader, he's not the one, period. You know, this whole conversation reminds me years ago of a situation I was in with a relationship partner at the time, and I was getting ready to travel to Africa for a three-week safari. It was going to be my first trip to the motherland and a safari was something that I had dreamed about since I was a child. Like it was the number one thing on my bucket list, Kenya and Tanzania, which is where I went to. These were the number one countries on my bucket list. And when he balked about me going, number one, going alone without him, but number two, being gone for that long because he couldn't get away given his job for that long for three weeks. Nor did he have the immediate funds to pay for the trip. I was paying for my trip and he didn't have the funds to pay for such a trip either. So there were a number of reasons why he couldn't go. That didn't prevent me from going. I was intent on going. This was going to be my bucket list dream trip. And I simply told him, if you truly loved me, you would want me to do this. You would want this for me, given that it's been a dream that I've had since childhood. You would want this from me, even if you can't be a part of it. Girl, I didn't have to say anything else because that said it all. If you can't want good things to happen to me and for me as the woman that you say you love, baby, we don't need to be together. Because what are we even doing here? I don't know what kind of love it is that would begrudge a person their dreams and accomplishments. Honey, you can keep that kind of love. I will stay single. Rock and be free to keep dreaming and keep accomplishing. No, we, we nipped that in the bud right then and there. And I went on that trip and he supported it. So, you know, I always try to leave you with a mindset shift or a tangible action item that reflects the spirit of the episode. Today, I want you to reflect on your interactions and engagements with new men that you have recently met or even men that have been in your life for a while now. I want you to consider your last several dates. Are you showing up as less than who you truly are? 
because you're afraid that he might be intimidated or get scared off by all that you bring to the table? Are you delaying or downgrading your dreams because of what he might think? Are you hiding your accomplishments? Are you avoiding meeting at your house or driving your car? Are you putting up a fabricated facade that is less well off than you actually are? Are you telling yourself that it's you, your low vibrational behavior, your inability to pick quality men when it's not you at all? It's a patriarchal society that has many successful women caught between a rock and a hard place. If you are exhibiting these types of thoughts and behaviors, please stop. Please stop. Because you deserve a man and a relationship where you can be authentic and honest, where you can be loved and supported for the phenomenal woman that you are where you can take off the mask that so many women, especially minority women, already have to wear to navigate the corporate environment on the daily. If you can't be yourself in your own home and in your own relationship, it's not worth it, girl. He's not worth it. You deserve more. You deserve better. I'll leave you with that. Until next time. you so much for tuning in to the Still Worthy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Share it with family and friends who would enjoy and benefit from these insightful and increasingly relevant conversations. Follow us on social media to connect with an amazing community of single, child-free women. And visit stillworthywomen.com to work with me, travel with me and other single, child-free women, and stay abreast of projects I'll be launching soon just for you. I hope today's topic encouraged you to view your lifestyle with a fresh, exciting, and empowering new perspective. And I can't wait to have you join me for the next episode. Until then, remember that your life choices are valid, your journey is beautiful, and your worth is immeasurable. Oh, 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 oh,